0: everybody, welcome to another episode of School Nutrition Dietitian. There is so much going on right now. Today is March the 19th, 2020. So most schools have already closed and transitioned to e-learning and school nutrition professionals are still hard at work feeding children who are not physically in the school. So this has presented a lot of challenges. There's been a lot of stress. There's a lot of concern about safety for staff members and things are changing every day. We're still not really sure how long we will need to be self-quarantining or partially quarantining in different parts of the country. So it's a really uncertain and stressful time. So I definitely wanted to acknowledge what's going on. At the same time, there's so much content being produced around this that I don't think this is really something I'll be focused on every week. But this week, I wanted to do a special episode and share a live stream I did with another organization called Fitness Protection. It is a running coaching slash wellness type of program that is really good about approaching health from a holistic perspective and constantly looking for ways to support their clients. And because this is such a huge matter of concern on the mind, of everybody at this point, probably around the world, not just here and in Italy and in China, but everywhere as the virus continues to spread, the leader of that organization decided now would be the perfect time to bring together different area experts to talk about how to manage the stress around concern about being exposed to the virus, and also to bring in someone who is farther into this process than we are. So one of the people that she was able to interview in this recording is a registered nurse from the US living in China or who was living in mainland China and has really seen the progression of the pandemic from how concerned should we be to it's time to quarantine to now we've got our numbers under control. So she's really seen a lot more than we have. And as a healthcare, Professional, she also she adds that perspective to the interview as well. But I will say we there is some levity here. Everybody manages stress differently. And for all of us, we just happen to be the types that are always looking to laugh instead of cry. It is still a very serious matter. It's still very stressful. But we cover a lot of territory about managing your emotions through this process. But again, it's not super serious. So depending on how you process information, this may or may not resonate with you. But after this week, we'll be back to our regular programming. A lot of the interviews I already had scheduled to publish were around networking and things that are coming up because we're moving into networking season or what usually is networking season with state-level School Nutrition Association conferences and then the big national conference in the summer. So it remains to be seen how all of this is going to play out and how those will be affected and what will be postponed, um, what will still happen. You know, at this point, we're having to learn to get a little more comfortable with uncertainty, which I know is a very difficult thing for humans to do. So do not beat yourself up for feeling distressed and maybe feeling like you're not super excited about going into work because you are concerned about your own health, you're concerned about your loved ones. And yes, of course, we are always concerned. Concerned about also feeding the students that we serve, but this is a very unique situation. So I know some people have been struggling a little bit with guilt or maybe not even guilt, but some people online I've noticed have been really lashing out and being super judgy because other people are experiencing that little bit of tension or conflict between wanting to serve because that is who we are, but at the same time, really feeling concern and distress over the uncertainty regarding your own health outcomes and those of family members. So this isn't a time to judge each other. This is really a time to support each other and to respect that we are not all exactly the same. And that is okay. And that is a good thing. And the way you process stress is not the only way. And it isn't the right way. There is no right way you do what you can you manage stress the way you manage stress and you move forward this when you're in crisis is not the time to attempt to overhaul your outlook on life or overhaul the way that you process negative emotions because we're in the thick of it so this isn't a helpful time to criticize someone for maybe always seeing the glass as being half empty because technically if a glass is half empty it is also half full it is both of those things that same time and Does it help the other person to judge what comes to mind first when they observe the glass? No, it does not. So anyway, I say all that to say, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I had a really good time speaking with these ladies and I felt like I was in a better place once the conversation was over. So I hope you'll feel the same. And I hope that you'll reach out on social media and share some of your stress management tips or even some of the things that are proving very effective in your operation. As far as how you are getting the meals out to your children. So, in our district, we really tried to build on what we already do in the summer, but expanded it and added way more sites trying to cover the entire county. And we did receive feedback from our parents after the list was released, soliciting more sites in certain areas because of issues with transportation. And I am not even going to address whether I think this is a positive or a negative or mention whether it's legal or not so legal. Because I'm sure you already know this, but a lot of children are being left home alone right now because people don't know what to do who are in situations where if you don't go into work, you will be terminated, depending on what type of job you have. That is a reality that a lot of people live with. And we are not yet to the point where everybody has the ability to just decide not to go. We're waiting to see what's going to happen with stimulus packages. We're waiting to see what's going to happen. So people are in limbo and having to make decisions based on what they have In front of them right now, and they may know that yes, I should not leave my child alone because they're seven, but. At the same time, I need to go to work to be able to feed my child. I don't know when other help is coming. So that was even some of the feedback that we got that my child can't get there if they cannot walk from like the back of the neighborhood to the front of the neighborhood. If it is out at the community center or something, it's not safe for them to go by themselves and I will not be there to escort them. So that's a whole another issue that's coming up. So it's very interesting this whole situation is revealing a lot of weak points that we have in communities as far as really having a a backup or a way to catch people who are food insecure and revealing that a lot of people who go to work every day have no real financial security and don't have a few months of savings for emergencies. I'm sure most of us already knew that a rainy day fund is not something that everybody has the ability to build because they may have to live hand to mouth and that most people are just a couple of paychecks away from homelessness. And because no child works and supports themselves, all children are vulnerable. So It really isn't about being low income or median income or whatever. It's really just all of our kids are vulnerable. And you can be someone who goes to work all the time and typically lives comfortably. But if your checks are interrupted, you're life quickly descends into chaos and uncertainty. So a lot of people are experiencing that right now and having to do things that they would not typically do. And we're just learning how to best support them. And of course, waiting to see what the CDC or the World Health Organization is going to recommend as far as how we should best be protecting ourselves and whether or not us being out in the community is going to eventually become something that isn't possible as we're trying to control the spread of the virus. So interesting times, maybe a little too interesting. (laughs) So uh, let's just move into the interview. I could really talk about this for a while. I am just, I'm not awesome with stress management sometimes. And this has just been a Doozy, and I'm sure it has been for a lot of you as well. So I'm available and I'm always willing to talk to people who need more support, who have feedback, or something that they would like to share with the broader audience that has really worked for them. Okay, let's
1: jump right in. The Fitness Protection Program staff are banding together for the next eight weeks to provide free programming to those who need a constant throughout this period of disruption. This group is free and open to the public. Designed to accommodate Spoonies, people with mobility impairments, people who just don't run but could use a little coaching, a little loving, hella support, and love watching baby chicks grow. We just got them today. We will provide daily live streams, breathing and balance exercises, anxiety relief tips, and just so happens we got the hottest nutritionist in America to share ideas for stress-free meal planning and food preparation. Spoiler alert, it's Dahlia. Invite anyone you know who needs a team to join ours. We will be hashtag coached and loved until this storm passes, as well as supported and connected until life goes back to normal. Join our Quarantine Facebook group, www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Quarantine. Link in the show notes. All right. My name is Coach M.K. Fleming. I am the founder of Fitness Protection LLC and the Fitness Protection Program. Ask Away is the catchy title I gave for my Sunday night live streams, but I knew I wanted to have more conversations on a slightly deeper level. And after I met the two ladies that you're going to meet in in a minute or two, I knew that the next step would be what I call Lighten Up, a series about the intersection of diet culture, fitness, food, and the choices we make. Sometimes they're informed by what we want, but what we want is uh, to resist the pressure that diet culture puts on us. So Lighten Up became a thing, it became a series after speaking for the first time with the big guns and realizing that actually we had some pretty cool chemistry and wanted to keep that going. So on Thursday, when the world changed... And it was a little shocking. I knew that what we would need to do to really address this anxiety would be to bring out the big guns and combine Lighten Up with Ask Away into one super live stream, which is what we're doing tonight. Now, most Americans have not lived through anything like this before. I have. SARS, Hong Kong, 2003 and 2004. To this day, it's, if you ask any epidemiologist, it's one of the scariest coronaviruses that they've ever seen. This strain of the virus that we're managing here, it's not as bad. It's different. It's a different kind of bad. It's not that we're not taking all these precautions to save ourselves. What we're doing is trying to prevent the spread and a strain on the system. Now, The constant cries of, don't be selfish. It's a lot because most of us have never had to, it's like protect yourself. Okay, don't do anything stupid and dangerous. But now we're faced with a lot of individual choices, questions, moral quandaries. What's the ethical thing to do? And the answer is not always clear if you haven't lived through one of these before. So this is really, in my opinion, what I think. This is why we need to lighten up, bring out the big guns. To be perfectly clear, though, want y'all to know I'm taking this really, really seriously. I'm not trying to make light of the situation itself. Markets are tanking. People are, are being furloughed. People are being laid off. And for a whole lot of people, this crisis is ripping apart the fabric of their security. Most of all, for a whole lot of people who just survived the holidays, home is not specifically a safe place. So an extended holiday, especially one that might not come with the paycheck or an end in sight, is a living hell. If you need help or are ready to work on your exit strategy, please call 1-800-799-7233, please. Vulnerable families are not a new thing, but the cracks in our society are going to be a whole lot more evident, making it hard to remember that these systemic issues are bigger than any one person can solve. You cannot afford to dwell in thoughts of hopelessness or shame. Privilege is something to be aware of, not ashamed of. It's something to factor in when assessing other people. But you got to remember there's some power in privilege. You have more than you think you do. You can do more than you think you can. Start where you are, do what you can, use what you have. Most of the people watching and listening to us right now can work from home. We'll still be able to pay our mortgage and take the goldfish to the vet when it gets a cough. It's truly a first world problem to have to stay indoors with little kids for a month trying to adjust to being a homeschool teacher while holding on to hopes for a fall race and trying to get something resembling work done in a house with no toilet paper and no food delivery. We need to brace ourselves for a period that can and likely will strain our mental health. We got to get in front of that, take care of ourselves so we can take care of the people around us. Now, I'm a life, I'm a run coach. No, I'm not a life coach. I am a run coach and not a life coach. Excuse me for defining my lane while I stay firmly inside it. To talk about all the other things, got to bring out the big guns. Y'all ready for the gun show? Let's get the gun show begin. In this corner, we have Dahlia Kinsey, the school nutrition dietitian. Over here, we got Jumet Olawale, a Goldman Method trauma-informed therapist. Going to tell us exactly how to deal with all of our anxieties and solve all of our problems in one hour, right? Yeah, <laughs> yay! We have special guest star. Fingers crossed, I can add her to the stream. Here we go, Allison Chow. Allison is. I just went out of the order of what I told you guys I was going to do, but I'm thrown because Dahlia was a minute or two late, and that never happens. And I'm like, oh my god, I thought you'd been hit by a car. You are always like, 15 <laughs> minutes early. So I was like, my brain. I was down. so confused. I,
0: I, I thought I missed one email. I missed so many emails. I'm sorry. I'm just we are working today because our school system's closing, but we still need
1: to feed all the
0: kids that will be yeah. at home.
1: I completely get that. And that's some of the, the battle cries that we've been hearing over here. People are one-handed, torn, schools are closing, but they're also hyper aware of the, of how reliant vulnerable families are on the public school system here in America. So it's, it's, it's easy to get caught up in that mindset. Like, what about everybody else? Where it's like, not to say you can't think about that. You can and you should. But we need. They, again, this was a problem a month ago, three months ago, ten months ago. Right. Dwelling on it right now is not productive. There are people on the ground doing things. The like the last thing we all need to do is is say like I want to help and then show up somewhere. Like let let let's not let's not. You can send money online to um, all of these organizations that have boots on the ground. Um, backpacks uh, get uh, no child hungry, no kid hungry. Backpacks for America. There are lots of good organizations that are probably working in your area. If you have uh, any ideas or ones that are working in your area, Dalia, feel free to say so. But there are lots of ways to get involved or to help out without showing up and spreading this. Because again soup kitchens i've seen a lot of comments about like right. i want to go help a soup kitchen i'm like but you're going to be showing up in front of the most vulnerable population the homeless population who does not have access to health care and you could be giving them something let's not let's not let's not there are exactly. other ways to do the right. other things so, the truth of the matter is
0: all year there are a ton of organizations trying to address child hunger and food insecurity like all yeah. year some of these are the These are the same people, like you said, that have been hungry on and off all year. So you really just want to support the same organizations, find out who's in your neighborhood doing these things, contact them and see if there is anything that they need from you. But honestly, there may not be. I know for us, because the area that I work in is kind of a low income area, we essentially have access to free lunch for the entire community. Like we don't have to do individual applications. Because the percentage of poverty is so high, I mean. So everybody qualifies for free lunch because of the fact that the majority of kids do. So we are going to be having like open feeding sites the same way you do during summer feeding. So anybody who's under 18 or who looks like they're under 18, because I don't believe we're going to have the time or the ability to verify that. Uh, we'll be able to eat at these sites. And we are still figuring out how we're going to get all that out. And I am used to working at a desk, and I will not be working at a desk for the foreseeable future. And that's going to be an adventure. I don't know how the people who usually do the manual labor are going to feel about us um, doughy office workers helping them out (laughs) as best we can. But that is what we're going to be doing. And we're going to list our feeding sites on our website and we basically do a robocall out to all of the parents that are on the call list in our school district. Every school district's doing it differently, but anywhere where they have summer feeding programs, a lot of people are going to be using that same structure. Like they get with churches, they get with um, boys and girls clubs, you know, and do the feeding in the same way they would in the summer.
1: So, Jimmy, are you completely booked up for like the rest of the summer now? <laughs>
2: No, <laughs> I am booked up. I mean, I already have clients that were on my calendar and some of us are moving to online sessions. So he's just making sure to verify. Their insurance. But yesterday, I mean, our governor has been amazing. He has really Mm -hmm. stepped up in a major way. I've been so impressed with this wonderful man. He, you know, yesterday he spoke and they said that they're working on trying to make sure that we can have telehealth services for everybody. So I'm hoping that they can talk to these insurance companies so that they will give therapists the ability to be able to speak to their clients because there are a lot of insurance companies, even the big ones, that will say, Yes, we cover telehealth. However, um, it depends on the plan. So it's one one person that works in a different job might be under one umbrella, big insurance company. And another person that works somewhere else has a different plan. So one person has telehealth. The other doesn't have or they would say you have to use a particular platform. So yesterday the governor shared that in our state. They're working on making sure that everybody has um, access to telehealth services and it can either be on a phone because some people do not have Wi-Fi. So you mm. can on the phone as a phone call, mm. time, and all the other ways that we do telehealth. So I'm hoping, I'm praying that the insurance companies would just say, go ahead and do it because it's a pain having to verify for each client. Right. I can only totally long- imagine. Yeah. It takes um, a lot of time. For them. Yes, yes, absolutely.
1: That's And just to be clear, Jimmy is in Ohio. Dahlia is in Georgia. And Allison, usually in mainland China, but right now is in <laughs> Kinoi, so we're not going to hate Start her. swatting a mosquito. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Fun fact about Alison: she uh, she is married to um, a, a mainland Chinese person. And if you are uh, familiar at all with the politics of China, it was not real safe. They were living in Hong Kong previously. It wasn't real safe for mainlanders in Hong Kong for a couple months ago. So they fled to the mainland for safety only <laughs> <laughs> literally the following yeah. week for uh, this outbreak to start and just, they had to leave their brand new mm-hmm. rental to go down, take their, their was still with no you
3: furniture can, oh wow <laughs> no furniture. yeah, yeah. So you, you i had don't had think we can get fire. it when we go back either we still have to wait it's ready but uh, no can't get oh, it man. for a
0: while <laughs> i really want to hear from somebody who's like way deeper into this than we are like, what tips would you have given yourself
1: if you could go back yeah. about how to manage the stress and how to keep yourself safe? and tell them a little bit too Give them some context for the quarantine because the thing that I keep saying not i and I, I realize you don't have the context. SARS was mm-hmm. different. SARS. You were told to wear masks. It was airborne. It was a big deal. And it's hard if you haven't lived in Hong Kong or been to Asia. It's hard to describe how crowded it actually is. Once you walk out of your apartment building, like you are shoulder to shoulder with people, like on the street through up, like you were going to be sneezed all over. It's a thing. You were. It's it's like being in a starting can. And I thought
0: culturally, it's like okay to blow your nose without tissue. Is that true? Because I've seen people do it while I was traveling, but I wasn't in China when it happened. And people said, that's normal. Tissues are nasty. Have you have you seen anybody say that or is that not even true? Um.
3: So I think after SARS, I wasn't there during SARS in Hong Kong. I was uh, still finishing my nursing, but I've seen on the trash cans in Hong Kong, for example, they have a sign that says, if you spit on the ground. If they see you spit in a tissue and throw it on the ground, then there's a 1500 Hong Kong dollar fee for that. So, and I I have actually heard of people getting fined for that. So I think at least I know in Hong Kong, they've taken that pretty seriously. In the mainland, people get away with a lot more, but I do think that is absolutely going to change. They're putting in some very strict, um, very serious (laughs) things for people that, that are spreading you know, that are not being cognizant of, of themselves and their bodily fluids and spreading things. Right. So I, yeah. I'm hoping to see a, a big change um,
1: whenever we go back. It used to be a joke. You don't like when we would go into mainland China, like do not wear open-toed shoes, forget your flip-flop. Because mm-hmm. like, that was the thing people would just spit and they didn't care. It was kind of your job to take care of yourself. Like in, in that yeah. Yeah. Uh, during SARS, that did sort of change for a bit, but then sort of went back the other direction before I left in 2006, uh, sorry, 2007. So again, it's just, it's just, it's neither here nor there. It's just being aware of like what the norms are and what mm-hmm. kind of changes during these peers and what doesn't, because no one really in America, and I've lived in New York City, I've lived in most of the major metropolitan areas. We do not come near the crowds and the closeness and the proximity that you get in Asia. And this is not yeah. quite as severe as SARS. So like, I see you're not wearing a face mask now. I assume we were told, like, don't go, don't go outside unless you have to. And when you do wear a face mask, it mm-hmm. seems like you're asking you, this is spreading so quickly. They immediately went to building containment, which is not what's happening here. Building like, containment, you, you mean in, you know, like you in were, Hong Kong? In, yeah. Like you, well, in mainland China, you guys were quarantined in your yes. apartment, building, it sounded like.
3: Yes. So around the January twenty third was the Chinese New Year's Eve. I mean, and all of this happened at a really, really terrible time. I mean, if you can pick the worst time, that's it. It's um it's the largest movement of people annually and everyone's going back to their home. It's like what would you say, MK? It's like Christmas, but much more intense. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like a much longer period of of, time. Yeah. It's it's Mm. like together. Sorry, my I'm on my
1: phone, guys. I'm trying to stabilize it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's migration. It's insane. People, like, like people just yeah. things just shut down. It's like a really long people year. go back to their
3: hometown. It's their time to go spend time with their family. Thing, you know, factories shut down for a few weeks, and you have this huge movement of people. So this was a very very unfortunate time for it to happen. A lot of people had already gone back to their hometowns. So they left their home province, kind of like you know our home state. And you know, travel back to the countrysides, out of the cities. You know, there's still a fair amount of people in the cities. But um, when all this was happening, when it really started to get serious and they started to shut things down, um, was like right around there, the 23rd. I remember having Chinese New Year's Eve with our family, and you know, we had to go out and mask when we were in our little private room to have the they, they have separate you for the meal. So that was probably more hygienic. But um, we sat there, and I remember watching the. You know, the TV and just seeing that they're shutting down Hubei and at the time, you know, they're still having the Chinese New Year gathering. I so I thought, well, if they're doing that, maybe, you know, they were doing the, the live TV shows, like they would do a New Year's Eve special in the US, kind of like that. So I thought, well, you know, maybe they have it under control. Maybe, you know, it, maybe it, it's not gonna be that big of a deal for that long, perhaps. you um, still don't know how contagious it is or any of that. So yeah, we, we saw that and then you know, the, then, then just a few days later, there was a law that everyone needs to wear a mask when you go outside. I mean, not like a suggestion, like a law, Long like um, taking my kids outside to go to the park. We live uh, where we live in Shenzhen. We live in Shenzhen, China. It's right, a border town um, close to Hong Kong. So whenever we would go out to go to the park, right between two mountain parks, and we, you know, there's someone at the gate to greet us and remind us to go wear a mask if we don't have it on. And, you know, the thing about China... And even that's different than Hong Kong and mainland. I mean, things happen so fast, which in this case, I believe it was good because, you know, and people, there are consequences and people will just do it. You know, there's no, there's no talk about it on CNN for two weeks. It's like you wake up and it is a law and you will do it. And so I do think that that did help. Um, You know, you aren't, you can't spit anymore. You can't, you know, they're, all kinds of fines and things for, for these, you know, um, just change in behavior, like literally overnight. I remember waking up and saying, okay, it's a ma- mask or a thing. It's a law. Need to go stock up. I remember paying 12 US dollars for a box of mask at the local pharmacy and telling her in very broken Chinese that you're ripping me off, lady. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Now I'm like, we'll go back and buy like a hundred of those boxes. Well, maybe not a hundred, at least they have a lot though. So. It's China. They, they make them right, but yeah. now I'm like, man, that was a good deal. Like that was a good deal. But she yeah,
2: was you giving you a break, you didn't know.
3: She was. Well, she was still charging more than they usually do, but it's China, so yeah. I mean, they and they did a lot of things. They so when you're in a taxi, you know, they had to clean the the taxis in between every ride. So they put in some strict things that I I really do think helped. And we were all advised to go under self quarantine, and so we're like what does that mean? You know, <laughs> like I hadn't, MK, I don't know if you guys went through quarantine before in SARS, unless you were just, you knew you were exposed or.
1: It was, it was, it was very different where we were because it wasn't prevalent in central. It was section by section. So other oh. parts of Hong Kong, like even in Hong Kong central, in Hong mm-hmm. Kong, it be really clear. It's like this big, you could spit over it. If you tried it's, it's super, it's like much smaller than even Manhattan. So the parts on the, on the farther side, were The ports were shut. A lot of the ferries were shut. So with that kind of shut, mm-hmm. it kept the problem out. Most people had Amas who lived in there, like held, domestic helpers who lived in their homes. So it was just sort of like, make room for your domestic helper to stay <laughs> right where they are. and For a long time. <laughs> yeah, it just changed the way we sort of did things very briefly. But it was more of an issue in mainland Hong Kong, or the part of Hong Kong that's connected to the mainland, not Hong Kong Central. Like for yeah. for me, it meant like I got off the plane and people were like, "Huh, go buy one of these." And I bought a this Louis Vuitton face mask for <laughs> way too much money, but it's an N95 mask. It's, you know, it's it's gonna it's the one people can't get right now, the super good one that keeps everything out, and it's very very stylish and fashionable. And I I wanted to kind of dig it out for this, but it was like, no. <laughs> I said, not believe like,
0: is it legit? Like that isn't just. Um, label
1: they slapped on there did they really manufacture those? I mean Louis Vuitton claims they did not but (laughs) I gotta gotta say some of the faces that were wearing them I don't believe that Uh, uh
3: I mean there's a knockoff market for any kind of
1: you know, that's another
0: concern too, because people are buying all these things on Amazon. And now Mm -hmm. uh, I was listening to a podcast about the knockoff market and how it extends to medicine and supplements and mass and anything you can imagine, because Mm -hmm. the prosecution for selling that type of illegal good, the risk is so low. Like the penalties are so low in comparison to like, if you were selling or trafficking drugs, that it's become a hmm. big thing that major like crime syndicates are into these days. But the bad news is, if you love Amazon, as do I, as does everybody, that when you decide to start ordering your supplements online or your masks online, you don't actually know. Whether or not you're getting a legit product right. these days, hmm.
1: so I'm sharing um, a link here. Fake Spot. Fake Spot is a good place oh. to go to start looking at something to see if it's legit. It oh. checks the ratings for you. It's an AI aggregator, but for places precisely like like Amazon or even Target and Walmart, which can like, use third party sellers on their main platform. Oh, that's so, true. I didn't even think about them. So I like to check things on fake spot before I make purchase on Amazon these days. Mm -hmm. Mm. Unless I'm buying something that's a little more esoteric where I just really don't care. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, But then the things that are a little more expensive and kind of do matter, I would start with checking its fake spot rating. Anything with less than a B minus, I won't make the purchase where I find it it somewhere else.
0: Anything you're going to ingest or put on your skin as well. Like Mm -hmm. if you get fake leggings, worst thing that happens is, now you have some slave labor clothes, which we all do accidentally, which is not great. <laughs> but if you get something that's artificial or full right. of poison, they found like urine in some of these supplements. Like it, it's really, yeah. bad. it's oh, really bad. Oh,
2: wow. Gross.
1: wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's just knowing about being careful and somewhat conscientious. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's just funny that we have these are problems that we're dealing with here in America. And it's not just like having to look at something real close like we used to. I uh, in Hong Kong, the world really has changed. But I would also argue, like, this is not a period where we have, again, because we just, there is nowhere I, I have gone in the States where other than maybe on the subway in New York, um, where the proximity comes so close that I would even think about wearing a mask out. There have been times oh. I've been sick and thought about wearing a mask out as a, as a, you know, a way of being considerate to the people around me, but it's so odd, you just never see it here, that it seems like it attracts the wrong type of attention. But well, and
0: then too, right now, the CDC is not saying that that's something we should do. But then right. it's hard to know too, if some of our recommendations are just influenced by what is possible here in the United States. Because I would think the options that they have in China for controlling the population are awesome at times like this. Like this there are I mean, yeah. the, might be the only time that yeah. it's like, hey, this is the ideal structure. And I, know, right? I catch you not
1: washing your hands, going to jail, or whatever. You know, like we don't there's, have the ability to do that. I don't, and I want to be really yeah. clear, we're not like yay yay communism, but there is something about centralized control and command that makes uh, a type of efficiency that you've seen, but the big criticism of us right now is that we have not responded the way that la- other countries have. You would think that we're so big and we're so wealthy that we could. Well, we've decentralized command in a lot of these areas and there's no clear re- requirement to step in and fill the gap. So yeah. this is one area where you're absolutely right. When it comes to crisis response, um, China might be better positioned than say FEMA at the moment. Yeah, but yeah. so, I
0: mean, it's not. It may not be ideal the rest of the time, but yeah, yeah. yeah you know. I mean, no. I,
3: I've been going back and forth to mainland China. So we've been married about almost eight years, and so um, actually, I met MK right before I was about to go on my first trip uh, over there. But we, yeah, i I've had little doses here and there, but you know, I haven't lived. You know, we, we've just finally signed a lease, got our place, we're settling down, and. I mean, yeah, it is, it can be quite intense at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, now that this is my first really big experience um, there, I actually feel pretty safe. You know, um, when deciding where to live, I just thought, you know, okay, we've got, th- there are pros and cons for lots of places. But, you know, like she, like MP said at the time, uh, we had been in Hong Kong for um, the better part of a year with a lot of protests and, you know, things that started out really peaceful and ended up, you know, with my husband getting yelled at for speaking Mandarin um, in Hong Kong in front of our kids. And, you know, like I like can't even call it racism, but against it, you know, one one part of China against the other part um, separated by a lot of a lot of different factors. But I will say, like, you know, as you said, Dalia, and during this time, I do believe that the structure of the government is, I mean, is really ideal in trying to protect the vulnerable population. Um, you know, in China, there's there's still so many aging right now. They're having a lot of issues because you have the one child policy before that's left a lot of people with, you know, maybe they lost their their kids and they don't have anyone to take care of. You've got you know couples that are responsible for both parents. You know, you've got a because you, you were the only you know, the only child. So, you know, you've got a lot of unique issues there. But I do think that the the way that they're able to just change things so fast and have people comply, I mean, it's really turning out to be. You know, it seems effective. I mean, a few days ago, there were eight new cases in all of China.
2: Wow. That's pretty big. Yeah, yeah.
1: Why, when we declare a state of emergency, it's to introduce that type of linear chain of command against, and sometimes it works in some, the the good part about decentralizing each state, having its own way of doing things is the ability for like Ohio to do what it did that, that works so well for Jimmy and for for others that they can respond. Not all states have the same access to resources. It's, it's not, there's, there are trade offs all over the place. And this is one, um, This is one of of being decentralized that we can't quite respond the same way that China does. So
0: I love that every state has the freedom to do what's best for its population. I think it works really well, usually, but then, you know, there's always a trade-off. At this
3: time, it's hard to, it's hard to manage between the states. And I do think that that's it's a great freedom to have in the U.S., but then it can kind of work against you in times, you know, in times like this, whenever you do kind of need to, you know, if you're going to try to look at it from an epidemiology point of view, you should try to track people. But I, you know, I don't know it at this point what how much of that is, is possible. Um, but I'll give you kind of an example of what I've heard life is going to be like in a few days whenever we go back. Um so to track people in, in China, you know they have a lot of different things going on there. They've got you know the facial recognition camera where people are paying with their face when you go to the grocery store. Um, they have the, the WeChat the app. You can do just about anything from there. So they're kind of priming a way.
1: Is just a weird thought. Yeah, pay with is your that face. Really
0: popular like most stores. That's yeah. available. Wow. Yeah,
3: and when we were looking for apartments, you know, searching different places, you go line up and um, you go and. And there's a, a camera and it knows whether or not you live there. And so it, you know, I wasn't letting me in. I, I walked up and showed my face, just kind of joking. And, you know, it was like, not allowed. You know, they won't open the door for you. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, it's a really big part of the culture. I mean, especially in Shenzhen, which is where we are. That's a, a, probably the most, the newest, most modern, you know, place for all of this, where a lot of the tech companies are. But for example, so, you know, right, right now they're already used to not using cash. Um, which is really helpful right now because cash is dirty, clean your money, clean your credit
1: cards. Please remember yeah. that your phones. Oh, you don't think you about that I've
0: never in my life cleaned my credit cards. Oh, yeah. you're supposed to be cleaning yeah. your
1: credit cards and your, and your screens like minimum yeah. twice a day. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. I, did I know, not know it just that. really
3: You can get off down that path where you're just like, ah. but if you keep a few things that you, you know, you're, you touch a lot and especially your phone, especially your phone. They've already mm-hmm. had some studies out about that. But speaking of you know the phone, so whenever we go back, we've had to fill out a health form in Chinese. My husband did it for me, but it's for actually each person in your family. So even my six-month-old baby has to have this. It has your travel history and your health history, uh, everything since January 1st, and it's loaded onto uh, a QR code. And whenever you enter the country, you must present this. And not only when you enter the country, once you're there to get in, to go, you know, some things have slowly opened up. But the way that they're controlling it is that you have to have this QR code to get in to anywhere you go. And so you're you're going in back home into your apartment complex. They're going to take your temperature. First of all, you're wearing a mask. Everyone's wearing wow. masks. mask. Um, they take your temperature and they record it onto your QR code. So then there's a, there's a record, a virtual record of you, um, that, you know, I know you can't just go search for anyone on there, but the, the government can definitely see. And also anyone who is also scanning that code can see. So, um, they're kind of put, they're kind of pushing the book to, because China's just so many people, they're pushing it to establishments and local, um, you know, housing management companies there. To say, to identify people that, you know, if, if there's incongruency in what they see or if they're, you know, looking sick, then they're supposed to report uh, report this. And, you know, they, so you go to get a coffee and they need to scan your coat
1: before you're allowed inside. I don't wanna go too far off the reservation here because we do have questions that we need to answer before. And the first one is for Dahlia and it's a little tongue in cheek, higher level things to think about during this period. And I'd like to remind everyone, this is not nuclear fallout. You, uh, you can go outside and should try to get outside a little bit today. We'll talk, I'll talk a little bit more about that later in the broadcast. This is not like the, the type of quarantine that originally that, that Allison was dealing with in China, which (laughs) you must stay in your apartment all the time and, and have food brought to you. You can go outside, do that. It will, it will, it's good for your mental health. We'll let Jimmy talk about that in a minute. First of all, when it comes to food, Dahlia, I'm kind of, I'm something of a prepper. And I have a hundred cans of spam in my basement. (laughs) How long can I continue to order pizza?
0: (laughs) As long as you want. My only concern would be if you're having contact with the driver and you're trying to do your social distancing, are you going to be cleaning your dirty currency like Allison just taught us? Um, And are you going to rub the credit card all over your face after you pay for the pizza? Those would be my Because honestly, your body is so efficient at working with whatever you give it. You exist right now because your ancestors survived periods of famine and you know, so much drama. There's been so many times in human history where our access to food was interrupted. Your body will be fine if you eat as much pizza as you want while you're in voluntary quarantine. (laughs) The real concerns are what the CDC keeps saying, like wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands and don't touch your face. You know, those are really more crucial and more likely to affect how this all plays out for you than what you eat.
1: Got royal I will say one thing to about
3: Sorry. <laughs> about cardboard is it can live on so not to be like the weirdo, but it can. Oh. They, they did test cardboard and it can be on there for about 24 hours. So just a little side note, Whoa. whenever oh. people bring delivery to your door, then you might wanna just have your own container ready, just to transfer that before and throw oh, it out.
2: Wow. Just I in guess. case, just in
3: case. I'm not trying to be a, you know,
1: but No, I think that one that there's to information out
3: there, so yeah. um, one of the you might wanna think about that
1: talking about is to buy local. Small businesses are going to be absolutely crushed by this. A lot of bars are going to have been told, like in San Francisco, the ordinance came out today, bars that can hold a hundred people or more must close for seven weeks. So wow. if they don't wow. have a restaurant that's too, huge. that's going to be devastating. Most Americans at this point are paying for food that's delivered online. Very old school. Maybe college students are still like handing cash over, but I can't <laughs> remember. The last time someone asked yeah, me for cash, I was like, I oh that? Well, you know, it's like bad timing for me because
0: there are a lot of people focused on uh, encouraging people to step away from credit cards, and it helps you really feel that that pinch when you spend money, when you physically hand cash over. But money yeah. is dirty. We all know it's dirty. One interesting yeah. thing has been how obvious it is to us all now, how weak we are as a nation with our hand washing. Like we, we, per- people pretend they wash their hands and they don't. They go to the bathroom, they turn the water on and they go and they're out of there. They don't even put stuff yeah. on their hands. And yeah. just being cognizant of the fact that the virus can live on all these different surfaces. I'm pretty sure most people's moms told them growing up, stop touching your face, but it's amazing how often we all do it and how hard it is to stop because of my allergies. I'm always touching my face because my eyes are watering, my nose is Like It's really kind of tricky to try and undo a habit that we shouldn't have developed in the first place, but this is a good opportunity for all of us to get it together. Stop touching your face and wash your hands. Like every yeah. time you've touched anything that someone else has touched, which is anything, you should go and wash your hands. Whether and it's I a gotta switch switch
1: or I got to speak up for the people with OCD and, and serious oh, anxiety yeah. disorders here because we, I, 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 know we have a few at least in our community. I'm um, careful with the public shaming. You do not know what someone else is going through. You do not know what it took for them to mm-hmm. only be able to do that, walk away and put on hand gel or hand sanitizer if they have it. So to that end, take care of yourself. Try not to worry so much about other people. I know it can be gross to watch, but watch that to be aware of who to take to wash your own hands. This this whole public shaming thing makes me really like, there are people who have to resist that urge so many times a day. And we're just adding to it when we add to, when we're adding shame on top of the panic. Well, everybody needs to worry worry about about themselves. Worry about themselves. Yeah. Has everybody, worry seen about
0: that little yourself. there you go. Have you seen that little um video with the girl in the back seat who doesn't want help from her dad with her seatbelt? Yes, she yes, says, worry about yes. yourself. Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's man. what we all it's need right. to do. Just worry about yourself, <laughs> wash your own hands. You're not washing anybody else's hands, don't worry about what the last time they did it. That's perfect.
1: And don't right. worry. Fill your freezer with anything that's perishable you can buy in freezer form. So this is my next question before I start like attacking Jimmy. They're quiet, and she she doesn't know I'm coming. Because <laughs> um, so, you never get the easy questions, Jimmy. Why would you? You're too smart for that. So but the, the the bigger he, I, we get a lot of questions about frozen food and that the like relative. So in a perfect world, we would eat everything fresh, but that's expensive and it doesn't have a long shelf life. Um Is the next best step then? to take things and buy it in frozen form and have a couple of meals ready to go that we've kept a lot in, like, say, the outdoor freezer. Is that probably... Absolutely. That's a great great option. And half the time, like,
0: if you have the storage space for that, great. If you have the room for dry goods and canned foods, like, canned foods are wonderful. If you have problems um, and your physician has encouraged you to wash your sodium, just rinse the food after you get it out of the can to kind of bring those levels down or buy the low or no sodium option when you're in the store. There's nothing wrong with canned food. There's nothing wrong with frozen food. And even when you think you're eating fresh food, unless you went to the farmer's market and you got it from somebody who bought it the day prior,
1: there's no such thing. If you buy... From- I'm, I'm not going to the farmer's market right now, Dahlia. Yeah, I mean, everything, everything you about should laugh, not talk about before. Probably not the <laughs> time right now. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it, just everybody believing that they're eating fresh food, like think about how long it really takes that food to get to you. The freshest food you can get at the store nine times out of 10 is the frozen food. they pick it at and peek at freshness, they flash freeze it. That is the freshest food available is frozen. There's nothing
1: wrong with frozen food. But there is something wrong with frozen too. If you've had to watch <laughs> it the Oh I, I, so, oh, I, like that. It. I knew it was be I, bad I, before you watched it. Proof that the oh, community hate me is one of the advertisements we've got going right now. Like they it's 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 like how do you train into the unknown? And I'm like oh.
3: <laughs> you know what, <I> mean, <laughs> Frozen Two is a great like theme song. Into the Unknown and Do the Next Right Thing. Oh, I mean, like oh, I was kind of like I was kind of digging that. Right
0: that you
1: know, the kids are singing it, to it to and video? I was like,
3: hmm, yeah.
2: I can't.
0: <laughs>
3: Wasn't it straight to video though? No, they they, finally, they um, <laughs> released it early.
0: They released it early. Oh, oh so no, it's not that straight to early. Yeah, they did. That's it. Okay, when I said you know those things are always trash, yeah. I meant the straight to video.
1: Um Thing so I take it oh, back. Okay. It's probably great. Oh no! The beauty <laughs> and the Beast and the People of the Lion King. That was trash. Yeah, it was not involved in the production of that one, um, and that is available on Disney Plus. <laughs> well, we're going to be doing a lot of streaming in the days that come. Well, those of you
0: who what won't you mean? you press don't press have kids, so.
1: you don't know what <laughs> I'm You know what's <laughs> I'm not trying to like the the food, you know have like it's a different type of pain in your house. You know? Well, I made people who are stepping away from these mosquitoes.
0: I'm gonna be streaming
1: Sorry, quality things, not um bad kid movies on repeat. That's that's for you, suckers. <laughs> and brother Ian, just gotta talk about your privilege and show could you check me in for us, please? Oh my god. Jimmy, on that note, gotta pivot away. Runners are typically planners. So uncertainty is really hard on our mental health. How do you recommend that we anchor ourselves during a time when we cannot exert control with the plan?
2: Yeah, that that is a, (laughs) we're all (laughs) trying, we're all trying to figure that part out. I think, um, this is, uh, my son was asking me something similar the other day. And I said, this is really an opportunity for us to practice and also to remind ourselves that when it comes to life, there are so many things that are out of our control. There are a lot of things that we don't control as much as we love to control things, (laughs) especially right here in the United States. There are constantly things in our lives that are out of our control. And I'm just going to say, focus on the things that you can control. Focus on the things that you have going on in your life that that are regular things, like, you know, having structure for yourself, taking some time to have a, dip, you know, take a deep breath. If you're someone that has multiple children or you have one and you are now stuck in the house because your co-parents, aka amazing teachers, whoop, whoop, are no longer available for you. It is time for you to run yourself into the bathroom and lock the door and just be in there. It is time for you to go into the shower and have an hour shower. It is time for you to go drive down the street. It's time for you to walk outside and just go take some time for a walk, okay? But at the end of the day, what you need to start thinking about is Right now, everything that is going on in the outside world, especially with this particular virus, are things that I don't know anything about. And beyond washing my hands, beyond just following the things that the CDC have asked us to do, all I have is breath. <laughs> all I have is breath. Reach out to your friends, you know, ground yourself in facts. Don't spend too much time on social media. You can literally feel everyone's anxiety popping okay. through the screen. Also, I even say don't go shopping during the the time where everybody's out there. Because if yeah. you go out there, we went shopping on Thursday. My husband and I just took the day off on Thursday to spend some time together. And we're like, oh, let's go and pick up a few things on Thursday. Um, just a few things from the store. And we get there. OMG. There was nowhere to park. We mm-hmm. walk in. It was packed full of people. The lines to check out, we're in the aisles. And I remember saying to him, I said, you know, this is enough to give someone anxiety. If yeah. you're just going in to pick up something random and mm-hmm. you see so many people like that shopping in the way they're shopping, you can't help but yeah. say to yourself, do I need to do that? What if exactly. I don't have any more tissues? What if I don't have right. any rice? Yeah. What if? So we <laughs> all start feeding into each other. Right. My husband went to um the gun range this afternoon and he said there were so many people there lining up to buy guns. To oh, purchase yeah. guns. Orants for food and yeah. hunt deer. Yeah. People are literally just sort of like multiplying the, freakid, the, the freaking thing, right? So yeah. I don't want to say to someone, don't worry because it's natural mm-hmm. to worry when yeah. something is what you don't understand, what you don't know, and you don't know how fast it's, it's moving by. Um, I'm not saying don't worry, but don't spend so much time on social media that you become the the the, the trash can for other people's anxiety, that you're catching it because anxiety is contagious. Mm-hmm. Anxiety yeah. is contagious. In times like this, it is contagious. So, you know, if you're at the gun range to just shoot and you're seeing people lining up to buy guns and bullets, you can't help but yeah. say to yourself, you know, do I need some extra
1: bullets? Need- <laughs> so- what you don't? Why in the world would you go to buy a gun when you can have the gun show right here for free? Oh, <laughs> yeah, <man>. oh. <laughs> for real? We all need to lighten up. And hence the name of this series. Like you're, there's yeah. everything out there is going to tell you to worry here. We're just trying to help yeah. you rein it in a little bit. Like yes. it's not that we aren't concerned, but not, there's a difference between concern and rumination. Rumination yes. is when you go over something over and over and over and it's hard to get right. unstuck. It's not productive. You know, I, I'm overthinking this. No, you're ruminating and it's not helpful and it's not healthy. So right. then, then, the, then the question
0: becomes, have you even followed The recommendations that the CDC has already provided you with. Yeah. While you're go, I don't think the CDC said anything about worrying about how many bullets you have because you're not going (laughs) to shoot the coronavirus. So I don't know why you're focused on toilet papers. Too bad. You know they didn't say anything about toilet paper. Yeah.
3: And yet people are, this is what nobody bought ch- toilet paper in China. They do use it, but I mean, no one was stocked no up one in China. Like toilet paper, no. No. Except Hong Kong. There was a robbery of toilet paper. Well, Hong Kong, wow. you know, one of the first I things started. I remember
1: hearing when I, when, so I was the youngest person on the desk. I was living in Tokyo and they sent me to Hong Kong because I was the only one without <laughs> family, right? So if anybody wow. could be moved to Hong Kong in the middle of stars, it was going to be the least valuable human. So that was how I ended up there. And the first thing that I was told was buy a bidet in case we have to quarantine again, just like start thinking around wow. the things that you do start thinking of alternatives. Yeah. So like my alternative to not needing like what, what are the things that I would use in a day? We made lists and then would find alternatives. The biggest one was the best way to not have to deal with, with this, you're going to have running water. This is not the apocalypse. The you right. have like <laughs> let's operate on the assumption that the global supply chain for food will not be disrupted. There's no, this is not nuclear war. This is not civil war. You're going to have basic necessities, but you might need to stay contained in your, Really large furnished apartment for a while. Boo hoo. All right. So right. It's like, all right, let's buy some more DVDs. Let's, you know, Netflix. stop all the freezer. Yeah, And these days you, you can just if, stream it. Like, we have YouTube. so much to do versus yeah. two thousand. This you know, is 2003 right, 2003, right? 2003. Buy a bidet, stop pile the freezer, get some, get some entertainment and, and don't worry about it. Right. And that's effectively still kind of what we did today. And by, by the way, you can still get a bidet for 30 bucks on Amazon, put the link link in there because somebody mentioned that the other day, but then they didn't
0: provide the link. My concern was I literally a couple of days ago was Googling, like, how do you use it? Because of course, (laughs) when you're a bride, it's more intuitive. The big ones, the one, like the real one, not the attachment. So anyway, but you can Google that and you can figure it out and then you won't need. All that toilet paper, but even just being around the country, people here in rural Georgia, um, a little while ago, somebody was talking about using the Sears Roebuck catalog as toilet paper back in the day. So, I mean, we think toilet paper is essential, but ask your grandma if she is worried about the toilet paper, probably not. You know, you can yeah. use all kinds of other things to handle your business. I don't understand the fixation yeah. with the toilet paper, like your CVS receipt, right. <laughs> oh right! Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely, That'd be that be one. a great repurposing <laughs> of that.
3: <laughs> when you pick up your three-month supply of meds, then you're going to get a lot of who knows what's on those receipts. I've never looked. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I put it in the trash.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's way too much information, and it's I don't,
2: I don't, I don't
0: understand it. I don't know when they're going to be shaved into shortening them. I think they shortened them a little bit, but they've got some more work to do. <laughs> right.
1: I do. Right. Getting a question from Sarah Scott Dietz. Okay, but seriously, what do you do about your wet butt? Most, <laughs> bidets, most of the cheap bidets, anyway, come with the ones that have buttons. So not, oh, not super cheap. Okay. So the ones that cost $30 or less usually are a handheld bidet, like a sprayer, like a spray gun. And that one, you just got to air dry it or not worry about it. Um, take it off. Seriously, yeah. Um, yeah. Not <laughs> that. Off, you know that know <laughs> yeah, or you know what? Actually, yeah, try that. Cork it off. It'll looks a great idea. Um, that, the, I'm sorry. The more, the more expensive. The more expensive ones, the fancy ones that are like sixty bucks, you can buy them they, even for two hundred and fifty at like that Bath and Beyond. Um, they have button functions. They're more like the ones that we had in Japan, and so you'll have hot water, cold water, mix it. And a, a jet dryer, so it depends on how fancy oh, really? you want to put your bidet. But you can you can spray <laughs> dry. Your I'm very fancy.
2: I, <laughs> I, I shake it <laughs> off. Shake it
1: off. <laughs> do what like, you
0: gotta
1: I'm do. Going I'm, going to do. That. I'm gonna need the um, the air. I'm gonna
0: do all <laughs> yeah. things.
3: Okay, I will say one random, another one random thing, nerdy thing is before you flush the toilet, close it because uh, things do come out and it ha- can spread that way oh, uh, for quite some time. You. Just That's a little side crazy. note. You know, especially your kids, me, because kids are bad about that. Yeah, well, you know, about no that. one
0: ever told me how far the spray is. Like We had that issue where um, people who maybe hadn't heard that before were storing <laughs> things kind of close to the employee bathroom. And oh. someone who does audits with me was like, do you know how far this poo will travel when you flush? close that door. Don't ever let me see
3: that door open again. Put your toothbrush in the medicine cabinet, just some practical things, things you're like, you're going to put in your mouth, you're going to put on your face, just, you know, just take a little time that you're at home, do a little cleaning and organizing and uh, yeah, just kind of think from that perspective. Well, I guess that has the perfect
1: can I, entree to the very next question. Oh, sorry. don't want to. Interrupt. Sorry. Can
2: I just add one more thing? Yes, do it. Sometimes, you know, in the, in how busy we get, especially in this time and, you know, this time, ta- this time that we're in, we don't have a lot of time for self-care. We don't have a lot of times to do things for ourselves. Sometimes the universe just forces you to slow down. And so yeah. what I would encourage people to think about is also to reframe this time, Rather than the idea like I'm stuck and this and that, think of it as it's time for me to just slow life down a little bit. Life is very fast in the United States. I used to live in England and it's far much, much more slower in England. And so this is time for you to get that sleep that you usually don't get much. Maybe you want to do some writing. This is the opportunity for you to do some writing. Maybe you're thinking about business and you haven't had time to do a business plan. This is a time for you to do that. Maybe you want to take up running and you haven't really had time to do that. This is your time to, you know, Try the C25K app or something. You know, what this is your try, try fitness protection program. Fitness protection. We have, we have <laughs> fitness protection program. Yes, I'm sorry, Coach MK. I'm sorry, you. Just holler at Coach MK, but this is your opportunity <laughs> right now to just slow things down a little bit and start right. finding the things that you've lost in terms of fun and hobbies that you want to pursue. Tonight, I baked some banana bread with my children. It's just just find the, the things that you didn't have time to do before, try yeah. to get them done. That is fun. Now, yeah. what about suckers like myself who will now
0: have to do more work in the next couple of months than they, they've they done So far, like this year, what recommendations for not completely having a meltdown do you have? Because there's some people who now have to pick up the
2: slack. So, yes, hmm. I would also, the, the same thing applies for you, right? So. Don't get so sucked in into the work that you are not taking care of yourself, right? I, I feel like when I get busy, the first thing that goes away is self care. I'm not getting adequate yeah. sleep. I'm not eating. I am not eating at the right time. I am, you know, um, not taking, taking the time to spend time with my friend. I am not going out to the gym. I'm not doing some of these things. So I am the one that drop off the list and mm-hmm. I am just as important. So I have to think about it in the long term rather than make myopic decisions that in the long term, I'm going to be able to keep doing this. If I take care of my body, but in the short term, if I don't, then I'm going to crash. Right. And then I'm not really going to be of any use to anyone. So you still need to carve out that time for yourself and also put boundaries around it. Right. They're going yeah. to be expecting you to do a lot of stuff. Right. It's okay for you to say no to certain things right now. If work right. is pulling at you and family's pulling at you and everybody's pulling at you, you've got to draw boundary lines for yourself and say no. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: There's say no way, I yeah, I say no way you can. I agree. I agree. With
3: I have love compassion, time. fatigue.
1: Yeah, Yeah. fatigue is real. Is real, and Mm -hmm. a lot of people, like I was saying earlier in the at the start of the broadcast, uh, the cracks in our society are going to be showing. They're going to be a lot more obvious than before. They have been Mm -hmm. present for a while. They will just be harder to overlook. And it's it try not to dwell. Sorry, guys. In that, do what you can. Start where you are. Use what you have. I think that's an Arthur Ashe quote. But dwelling on all the people that are hurting is not going to be super productive. uh, Right. If anything, I would encourage you to carry that with you to the ballot box in November.
2: Or even focus on one one issue at a time. So mm-hmm. again, this is a social media thing. Like if you're worried about everybody, pick one, one charity or one organization that you can help, that you can give to, that you can donate right. to. So that you don't feel overwhelmed by all the problems of this world. Because the problems are still going to be there even when this crisis is over. Right. It's true.
1: And, and the Kansas way the brain works. I'm okay. sorry. I was going to say at the end of this podcast, I'm going to have a couple of links. They'll be in the show notes. They'll be, they'll be, uh, I'll put them in the comments, but the, 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 the way I would strongly advise everyone to think about it. And I say it not to be a total butthead, but when I say like, this is not new, everything you're about to see has been going on for a long time. It'll just be harder to overlook. Don't go looking for new things. Think in the same framework that you would have done over Christmas when you wanted to help families in need. Go to the local public school, your elementary school and offer to pay off lunch debts. Go to Walmart, go to Target. They have layaway All them. They have grocery plans, offer to pay yeah. off, okay. have a budget and offer to pay off things that people have on layaway because a lot of times people have on layaway, not just stuff that they want to buy, but things that they absolutely need. So yeah. you can, they can, you they can do this anonymously. It's a that's that's a great place to start. You don't get a tax write off for it if you do, or that's what you really need for your own budgets. I get that too. Start with your church. Start with at work. No kid hungry. There, are, there. Are, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a very short list. um, But we're we're all seeing how reliant uh, vulnerable families are on public school systems. Start at the school, then move to the Walmart and the Target. And move on from there. Those were my two cents. Yeah.
0: And I like that Allison said, you may just want to call them. And depending on the organization, this may be something you need to remember you want to come back to. Because right now, these organizations may be swamped doing the actual work. Yeah. Um, And then you may learn something about yourself if when this blows over, all of a sudden, you no longer feel compelled to make a difference. Just say it.
1: Because, you know,
0: those people are out there, they one minute, they're all about, that's my thing about Christmas. I wonder where all those people who volunteer at soup kitchens at Christmas think the homeless people go to uh, on January 1st. You know, you know who those people are. And you people, you know who you are. Look at yourself, look at yourself. I'm just saying, this is a time, like MK said, these issues have been an issue for some time where was the concern before? Maybe we were concerned, I'm not judging, but some of us, we have blinders on and it easily we forget that we're needed or that there's something more we could, could do. So That's maybe right. this time make a point or promise to yourself that you're not going to forget this time. And okay. if there is like um, Jimmy said, maybe one area you feel really passionate about, you're going to continue to do research about how you can be helpful. One thing that I think is interesting is I feel a lot of people who are privileged to have great access to food and who have a lot of classes views about the quality of food, they're constantly dumping on the quality of school meals, mm-hmm. constantly criticizing school nutrition when in reality for a lot of people like that's all they have to eat during the day. Yep. And the majority of people, I would say maybe like 9 out of 10 people who work in school nutrition, it's because they worry about their kids. And we always call them our kids. We don't say we're feeding other people's kids. No, we call them our kids. We're not trying to give them trash, but you have to be realistic about what you can do with the funding that we have. And then you also have to think about how your access influences your view of certain foods. Maybe you see a food as like subpar because it's associated with being lower income but is that a subpar food is it nutritionally inadequate or are you seeing it through this lens this classist lens not to judge you we didn't you didn't deliberately put those you know Classes, glasses on. They would probably put on you, but it's just interesting to me. Some of the same people who are so worried about people not having access to food cannot stop talking smack about how we're not giving kids like, I don't know, Cornish hens at lunch. I don't, I don't know what
1: they think these kids need I to.
3: Yeah, it's all yeah. relative.
1: It's yeah. all relative. It kind of leads to the point, like be really careful about the 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 tendency to spout on Facebook. And especially if this quarantine goes on longer, some they're estimating this could be three months before we fully hit bottom and come back out to a place of normal. Um, you're going to need these online bonds. So careful throwing bombs at people that aren't performing the type of concern that you would like to see. I know that I... Don't talk about my community service very often. I'll allude to it, and I do it, and I'm comfortable with it. But I'm not taking pictures of what I do with my children when we're volunteering places or when we're showing up because I think that's gross and tacky. I don't like it when politicians do it, and I'm I'm not about to uh, do that. So don't assume people aren't caring or doing things. And if you're what about this, you're you might not be helping anyone or actually solving a problem. You could be alienating yourself. And the final note, and I say this again as gently as possible, not all Black people are poor. And
0: Thank you. Can we hear that one more time, MK?
1: Not all Black people are poor. Not every school that exists in that is mostly uh, consists of people of color is necessarily high percentages of free and reduced lunches. So think about who you want to help. There's a, there tends to be a picture in our mind of what poverty looks like. And if the reality doesn't match that picture, we get a little angry or we feel cheated. So think about like what it is you want to do and try to take off that picture as much as you can. um, there are all kinds of people in need right now. And if you just show up at a place at a, at a at a neighborhood that you think of as a poor neighborhood, those people might be fine. So be that's why I'm like, be real careful about physically showing up places because you could just be doing something please. racist. Right. in a room. Yes, yes. The last that's thing you want well I I get had... yelled at by Dahlia, for being like, Ain't <laughs> Why'd it, it, why do you come here? Why did you think about that place?
0: Yeah, I know, right? Well, it's funny because when you really think about the numbers, this is a majority white country. The majority of people in this country suffering from food insecurity and extreme poverty are white. Hello, do the math. So yeah. I don't know why we continue to think that the only right. people who are on the struggle bus are people of color. There's all kinds of people of the struggle bus. So, yes, you're
3: totally sure.
1: right. Jimmy makes more money than I do. I'd like to point that out. And so does Delica. <laughs> um, <laughs> I Sorry, guys, up, I keep up. readjusting here. Uh, oh. I, I, just, right I totally
3: should... I've never done a podcast. Okay. If you can't tell, I'll keep moving around like a psycho. Okay. It's okay. On my phone. Okay. I think I'm good. I think, oh my God. I It really is. Like okay. But I'm going to try not to touch my face. She She's in coastal. It's, it's on a beach. We're on a beach house, oh. a beach house. in Thailand. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah.
1: When, when, when it started spreading and they didn't want to be trapped in their apartment building, they went to Thailand thinking it would be easier. And then they realized that this virus was spreading further. That they would actually prefer to be in a place with like that yeah. could build ten hospitals in two days, like mm. like Wuhan did. They're like, we're going to go back to China. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't that's expecting. So... I don't like, <laughs> know.
0: That's the whole problem with life. Like you can't, you no. can't know what you don't know.
3: Exactly. When you you know when you started out, we thought, okay, U.S. had just put in the travel ban. If you've been in mainland China for 14 days, you got to go to a quarantine center. And so we're like, we don't know what that's going to look like. So. I'm like I don't know, I don't know what's gonna happen if we turn up in the u s so we better go somewhere in between that's maybe as a stepping stone to the next decision. So if that's to go to the u s um great if it's to go back to China, okay, we'll deal with it, but we've been here almost forty days. It feels like like some biblical mm. pilgrimage or something. seems like I don't know days. I don't know seems like it's been yeah. It's, I mean you're it's like, been right. almost exactly forty days
1: whenever we're we wandering leave. through wow. the desert just like Jesus on a horse with no name. <laughs> he'll give you out of the rain. <laughs>
3: It's not so bad. It's
1: not so bad. Not so bad. So we, we're
3: quarantining on the beach right now because it's not a popular, um, you know, drinking quarantine are car-
1: that what you just said?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coconuts and quarantinis. but
0: yeah,
1: Ooh.
3: we'll
0: have a
1: stark that difference in a few like days name we go of
0: the back.
1: <laughs> I think that's way I have to call it coconuts and quarantinis. Oh like um,
0: yes, I love it. I love, <laughs> I it. love it.
1: Someone less well, scarier the- than pandemic nutrition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So funny is like when you really what think about all the things I? that people have been
0: through uh, through the ages things are better now than they have ever been. And I know there's still, there's atrocities going on all over the world, but it's the way the brain functions that we get hooked and we get stuck on the negative because it's like a protective default. And you need to hear, I think like four positive things to every um, negative for you to kind of break even in your mind. But because we all are so drawn to negative things because we want to know, like, how am I going to survive? How am I going to live? I need to know where the threat is coming from that we encourage the media to keep feeding us negative things because that's what we watch, yeah. And so it's a cycle, but it kind of keeps us in this uh, constant state of anxiety, which unfortunately yeah. really suppresses the immune system. So it's like, one of the good things I will say, even though there's a lot of bogus information on social media, people left to their own devices tend to post more positive things ratio-wise than negative. So even if it's just my six-month-old is super cute, check him or her out. Like that's Mm -hmm. a positive post. And you know, if you're posting something else that's unrelated, I think a lot of us too feel like we need to be on topic right now, but do we... Fall, wash your hands, do what yeah. the CBC told you to do, and go to um is it ready.gov? They said two weeks of food right now is what they're saying. yeah uh, That may turn out to not be all you need, but right now that's the recommendation. If you make yourself a quick plan, like try and include some of your favorites on there. I'm obsessed with chickpeas, so it's super easy for me. I went and got a crap ton of canned beans because I'm obsessed with <laughs> No one else has to get canned beans if they don't want it. But you should think about what you want to eat for two weeks with your family that you actually think you'll have the energy to make after they've made right. you play with them all day, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> it can be half homemade. It can be semi homemade. It can be fast scratch. You know, you get like a box yeah. of Batarans or something and you just add your vegetables to it, your frozen vegetables that you did not have to chop up yourself to it. You know, you can. Get something (laughs) made and just enhance it. You can get ramen noodles and enhance it and add veggies and whatever. Your internet still works. You can look at YouTube for all kinds of ideas for how you elevate
2: uh, prepackaged food. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: And I'm going to be encouraging Dahlia this week to do some Instagram lives where she shows us how she prepares meals during this period. Oh, absolutely, fun. I can do that. One of those extended stories with like dot 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 dot. We just like Latoya Snell does this, and you can watch her cook sometimes. And I'm like, you need to do some of that where we can watch you making like one of your post apocalyptic nutrition meals. <laughs> I'm like, Can't <laughs> cook. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you must yeah. oh, have. have my place. That's what we call it. Sorry, about... No. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> well, I have my my little hydroponic garden, so I'm like on my way right to being ready to be off the grid. Except that I don't. Except
1: that I'm not, but whatever. It's a step. It's a step in the right direction. <laughs> if, if you consider the right direction to be off the grid, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. This is already going Ooh. like longer than I meant for it to. If everyone's good on time, I'm going to move on to some questions while I try to keep that 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 vision of Jimmy's husband shooting <laughs> in my head. Yeah. All right. So, so the next question was to Allison for hygiene. So, and then we'll get to the real questions. This was just sort of mine. So, um, Allison, how many times per day do I need to make my my kids bathe in Clorox, and how much how many times <laughs> do you need to spray them with Lysol? Um, you know, like three times a day, and then as needed. <laughs> yes. Probably what
3: I would I would say. Um, okay.
1: Don't waste your Clorox on your kids. <laughs> <ones are physical. laughs> I know some that would that would be doing that. That would spray their child in the face with Lysol. Because you know what? Yeah. They um, in to their hair. <laughs> And their hair. I, know, I said that I know. jokingly to someone a couple of days ago. It's like, we, we bought this. It was a, a butt order with, we like that fingered it on Instacart. We've got like hella lavender scented Lysol. And, uh, so when it was delivered, some person was like, that's a lot of Lysol. I'm like, this was like a month ago. Um, <laughs> you're ahead of the curve. MK. And I, I know, right? Like this is why I'm like, Oh, they're out of antibacterial yeah. hand wipes. We got it. Maybe your butt is psychic. Is that a thing? DIY? What is it? I didn't think so. Maybe your butt is psychic. My butt is psychic. Okay, that is the new name of this podcast. MK's butt is psychic and other things you didn't know about the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> I'm, not a oh I'm, I'm oh glad some gosh. part of me is useful. Well, mean, I mean, I don't,
3: it. I don't think you need to take it. You know, I mean, don't take it to that extreme. It was a really, it was a really good thing to put things in perspective. I saw the video clip of the news. I mean, you knew that was going to happen at some point, right? Something like that was going to come out. Um, but you know, just do your best to, to again. Wash your hands. Antibacterial soap is great for your hands, but in Asia they sell it. I don't know if they do there. Actually, now that I've been here so long, I'm not sure they have antibacterial soap for your body. Just I wouldn't do that. They have mm. it for like all over your body, but you're going to mess with you know your body's normal flora of bacteria that is still a line of defense, even though it seems counterintuitive. But um, you know, wash your hands, shower every day, or if they if you've gone outside like what we did. Um, and I think it's just because I was an ICU, and ER nurse, and some I was trying to have a little fun with it. And I also have another uh, friend that's living with us right now who's also a, a child psych nurse. She might be a good person to interview um, later as well. But we both got together. We made a quarantine area. There's an elevator that comes right up to the front of our house. And so I put a plastic sheet before you enter my door. I'll have post a video of what I did. It's kind of funny. And I had different steps. So the kids would know when you come in, step one is... Take off your shoes and you put them in a solution. This is, you know, this could be fun or it could make you crazy. I think everyone's going to have their own way, but just some, some help to remind me. Hey, okay, take off your shoes. You know, um, in Asia, it's a thing. Everyone does it. In the US, I just think you need a little reminder. Please take off those shoes when you've been outside. Um, you can put them in a solution if you have it, you know, a bleach solution, a any kind of antibacterial solution you can make your own with vinegar, tea tree oil, or something. I read when we when we ran out, but that's that's really smelly. Actually, our apartments are smaller there, so I wouldn't yeah. recommend always. Um, but and also we 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 even went so far as taking off our clothes at the door. We had a towel there to run to the shower because for a while we didn't know. What is, you yeah. know, like now yeah. you guys have more information, and so mm. that's awesome. But at the time, we're just like people are dying. Uh, you know, stuff is being closed down. Like we don't know what this is. And so we were just, we were so much into the unknown that we were Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, you know what, what should we do? Like, where does, where do you draw the line? But we kind of went, you know, we kind of went like full, uh, decontamination and we, would, you know, I had a reminder on the wall to go through and wipe your phone before you left. I would take my screen cover off. I think sometimes you forget to take off the the case, yeah. which sometimes can also um, harbor a lot of things. So we get our phone naked, we wipe it down, we take our clothes off, put a towel on, and run to the shower. That's that's what we did. I'm not saying it's necess- you know, so necessary. No, always necessary for this
1: spraying yourself with Lysol.
3: But no, that really wasn't a step. I mean, I'm like we like we kind of we kind of went a little, you know.
1: So you're saying I can't use saw then (laughs) that I purchased.
0: I mean, you can use it, man.
3: You can use it. Let me
1: be more direct.
0: I really want people... Literacy is a gift. Everyone who is tuned in right now is able to read. Yes. If y'all don't start reading the directions, (laughs) I I don't even know what to do. Like, so many problems will be solved. You know how to read. Will you read the read. direction? Where does it say on there, spray this in your kid's face? Where does it <laughs> say that? It i going to
1: Campbell went to travel and she wore a full hazmat suit and looked kind of amazing. She did look cute in that little she hazmat suit. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking if you run out of hazmat suits, could you wear one
3: of those T-Rex costumes? Probably. I think, I think I that think might work. It's probably yeah, if you if you awesome one, though, I
1: would spray that with Lysol. I, I would too. Yeah.
0: I would too. Yeah. I yeah, honestly, they get pretty. They're not tried one. They're not comfortable. They're (laughs) not like you just sweat, it's crazy. I'm pretty sure usually when they have one, it's for one person. No one else wants to use that behind. Probably not.
1: Flora and the fauna. Sometimes you need to keep it. There are consequences (laughs) and trade-offs, no matter what you do. Yay. That's why we like
0: soap over the antibacterial. Option like the you don't want to alcohol use that down based solution. Oh, definitely <laughs> yeah, <right. no. laughs> yeah, but just there's some cleaning methods that don't disturb your natural Laura. protective you know critters right. that you have living on you all the time, and there's some that strip you that makes you more vulnerable when you do encounter an unfriendly critter. But you do what you have with what you have. Like you have to do what you can. But people seem to really not want to wash their hands. They really just want to get um, the sanitizer, but right. you should wash your hands.
1: Well, the visual that someone gave me a long time ago about the Annie, cause I, I lived with someone who, who was OCD and the thing that changed her. Also, I never forgot. And it was, you know, you can sterilize poop and it's still poop. I never forgot mm-hmm. it. So if like there's fecal matter on your heads, it's still sterile, fecal <laughs> matter, wash your hands. And like, <sighs> Anyway, so if you needed a visual to help like break you of that knee for antibacterial hand gel, since we can't get it right now, there you go. Sterilized. It. Soap soap and it can oh, go right Susan there. wants to know.
0: I, I have a question for Susan. She says an older lady in our town wore a buzz light your helmet to the grocery store. Was that protective? <laughs> I have so many questions, Susan. No. Um, was that <laughs> was that's that... awesome.
1: I would do that too.
3: I think it's I you know, that. be creative, right? Be creative. I mean, yeah, do you um, what I, I, have, yeah, I do have questions too. What does, I mean, is it, ki- what ki- can we get some details buzz light your helmet? Yeah, can we get some details about it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah, she wants to know, can we spray our shoes with Lysol?
3: Why not? Spray now, see, them? That actually sounds okay. Sure. Yeah. See? Yeah. There's a good yeah. use for all of your lifestyle, MK. You know, I got Bottom of your shoes of is super important. And if you take public transportation, you're in a place you're doing that. You got to think about your clothes too. I'm sorry, but mm. you do, you know, when you're outside if you can have just put on your mumu. Do our a thing still? Is that no, yes. in the south? No, but they it can doesn't
2: be like it Like have it in my, ready at the door. In my um, house they are like yeah, I, I mean awesome. I don't wear them to work, but that's how I relax. You
3: know, I don't just plan for the next 6 Like, weeks. like do oh. it. have your inside clothes have your outside clothes have your inside slippers it's time to pull out the slippers from Christmas that you haven't used Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. pull them out and yeah and really try to have a separation there especially for kids I mean I I tried to make it fun my daughter she has a wechat a few you know accounts that she uses for her own career she's doing but she posted herself
1: she's kind of she's kind of a big deal
3: oh so cool Her Her Disney Disney commercial wasn't very effective Because they're closed (laughs) Oh, bummer That's okay But she posted on her WeChat She's six years old She posted uh, when we were still in in Shenzhen That my mom has a plan for the virus And these are the steps that we're doing So she filmed, you know She posted my video about the steps And she said, that's not me speaking If you don't know, because I'm only six years old And I don't talk like that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, okay. Okay. My mom's I speaking. It. I think she's learning to spell by doing this as part of our home, <laughs> creative homeschool, um, plan there. But, um, That's
1: so yeah, cool. people, you know, like that it. is
3: something too, like kids, you'll, you know, you kind of think no devices and things like that, but try to be kind to yourself and to kids in this way during this time and try not to have a lot of these rules. I mean, I don't, I don't know where they come from. Sometimes, sometimes you got to check in your head and say, when you say, I should, I shouldn't, I blah, blah, blah. Like, what is it? Where is that voice coming from? First of all, for your own parenting or your own just style for yourself at home when we're going through this time, you know, first of all, stop and say, okay, where is that coming from? What is practical? What, um, how can I be creative in this situation and still, you know, get those things met? Like if your kid wants to get on YouTube, just be like, Hey, you got to, you know, if they're learning to spell and read, like my six-year-old is, I'm like, Look, you want to watch Cookie Swirlsy? Great. Well, you need to go ahead and put a comment on there, and you'll be surprised how fast they want to learn to spell because they don't want to like look, look like an idiot online, even you know, whenever they're young. So, like, I do think you know, just it doesn't have to be so traditional when you're doing the homeschool thing. I've been doing homeschool for about six months um, anyway, and I'm still super green at it, but in trying to figure out you know what is, what does it mean. But it was kind of convenient that we'd already moved to that structure um, ourselves, but. What because I am learning is
1: was becoming a celebrity. And so they could no oh, that longer is, that <laughs> cool. to meet the Just demands one. of her budding career. They could no longer attend regular school. i sorry. I got a oh, break. you wow. doing great stuff. Thank you. Thanks. Is so was awesome. a cool kid. The Maxims girl. Maxims is like Starbucks in China and Hong Kong. So any mm. Maxims you walked into, her picture was there. She was the Maxims fairy. Wow. Uh, when I saw that campaign, I kind of lost my mind. Like,
3: ah! Oh. <laughs> she's the yeah. only one that's had a job since we've been here. That's like, you know, she did because I got a call saying, to hey, can we... My child is the only reuse? one that's
2: employed.
3: <laughs> I know. She, well, at the, at the current moment, yes, we're doing our stuff from home and our own, building our own business at the oh. moment but i got a call from her manager saying hey can we reuse the same stuff from last year you don't have to do anything and i was like yeah
0: <laughs> how much oh, do you that, want for that please. okay <laughs> cool oh, that is so cool that's funny that's pretty cool <laughs> oh my god oh she's it. got some okay susan says she
1: <laughs> thinks the idea was protective <laughs> so. comment? <laughs> We got a the next question is a hygiene That's question. For sure. We're moving into the section of client submitted comment questions and comments. So my children and I will be home. I am in a high risk group, but my husband's company is those motorcycles. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> my children and I will be home. I'm in a high risk group, but my husband's company is continuing to require employees to be on site. He's an R&D mm. chemist and there isn't much they can do from home. Makes sense. Should I have him shower and change clothes before he interacts with us or simple hand washing enough?
3: I mean, I think why not? Because it depends. There are a lot of questions I have. You know, how does he get to work? Is he, what what kind of chemicals is he working with? You know, is he developing a vaccine for this? You know, that would, that would be really important. Um, But I think, you know, why not? Just try to have some ground rules that are for everybody. And then, you know, when you come into the house, I think it's a good idea. Get into your comfy clothes, take off your bra. Like everyone, you know, this is a time for that. Like let it, Let it all go and enjoy yourself. Be home, be comfortable, and uh, yeah, and just kind of have have some have some rules about the shoes for sure, and making sure you clean your phone. Because I'm sure if he's at work and he needs to, you know, to update things, I'm not sure about his job, but I'm sure as as a chemist, you're dealing with a lot of things that you know. Who knows if if you have a high risk person at home that can affect someone. um, You don't know what the situation is, but depending. On what he's dealing with and what he might bring home. I mean, that's a good idea anyway, but especially right now, if he takes any p- public transportation, you know, just think about where have your butts been during the day? Like, what have you sat on? What have you touched? And what did you, you shake know, off? I would sit down with your family and come up with brown rules. Let them watch a few YouTube videos if they won't listen to you. And they're like a soul teen. and, you know, sit them down and say, okay, look, First this is mail. the deal. Yeah. Um, speak directly to them, please. So you don't, don't speak over them. They it increases the anxiety and then your problems, but sit down and have, and say, look, this is, this is what we know about it. It lives on this surface for this long and blah, blah, blah. Let's, let's think and let the kids make, make it fun. I mean, gosh, like it doesn't have to be so draconian. Like you can still have infection control in your home the best you can, but get your kids involved. If you have kids, um, especially, you know, whenever you have high risk, you know, family members that are in your home.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think too, if you have one person who keeps having to go out and risk exposure every day, know that even if they sanitize themselves, if they're infected and they don't know they won't know for a while so yep, they should exactly. probably continue to practice social distancing with that high risk family member all all Absolutely. the time and most people you know we've all been through this when you have a a grandparent who um, you visit a lot and you have younger kids in the home who are constantly being exposed to things and right. you have to tell them like grandma doesn't need a hug you know like mm-hmm. yeah. you just have to explain to them you've got to stay out of grandma's face or whoever the high-risk person is and right it's surprising what kids can capture if you explain the basics of yeah. what the immune system does and that you know this person's not as strong as you, and to protect them, we have to
1: stay out of their face. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, social distancing. For my sure. little two cents. My, um, this is one thing we can carry forward. Not shaking hands is something a whole lot of people just cannot do. It's not safe or healthy, uh, even when there's we're not in the middle of a global pandemic. So, okay. um, just a right. So nutrition, this next step, uh, this next we got uh, three questions around nutrition, and then we get mental health. So brace yourself to me. I'm going to try to entertain you before I smack you with some heavy-hitting questions. All right. So question number one, Dahlia, will focusing on an anti-inflammatory diet help me uh, keep me from getting the virus?
0: No. So there are... Is evidence to support that what you eat can help strengthen your immune system, but really prevention is going to be key. You just don't want to get it at all. So, really focus on washing your hands, not touching your mucous membranes, and don't pick your nose. There you go. Like, don't touch your eyes, don't put your fingers in your mouth. I saw you biting your fingernails. I mean, I'm not judging you, I'm just saying that we all keep doing it we all keep doing it so the only thing you can do is just keep wash your hands more than you i feel like i'm freaking out the ocd people i think they maybe need to jump off the call right now so everybody else (laughs) wash your hands way more than you think you need to because i know you're touching your food because we all are um and when it comes to strengthening your immune system onions garlic i mean there are certain things that are just known to be helpful. So probably just like ask your grandma what her grandma said she should do <laughs> when she was sick Love and that's that. what you should be doing.
1: Health, <laughs> didn't you say something like they were treating people on the mainland with hu- huge doses of vitamin C and B12? Yes, um they are. They're doing I know that they're doing
3: mostly IV, so that's not exactly practical at the moment. I know there are the <laughs> IV bars and stuff around, but I mean if we're trying to stay home, right? So um you know, you can take a really good quality vitamin C supplement. Usually, they have rose hips as a added ingredient ingredient well, to help we, you with them
1: um, <laughs>
3: to be we able to uh, help your body absorb it better. But yeah, um, you can look up the recommended daily dosage. I, I believe you can take up to sorry guys about about six thousand.
0: I, I use the oh, good thing uh, the good thing about vitamin c is if you take too much you're just going to get diarrhea like it's not going to kill yeah. you and then you'll know that you took too much
3: it's not a fat soluble vitamin so um yeah it's not going to hang around like a vitamin d e or k those those you don't want to or a also you don't want to Overdose on those.
0: I was explaining, like, if it's a water soluble vitamin, like, the good news is, um, once you've had too much, your body's going to dismiss it. You have have some
3: expensive urine. That's about the only exactly. thing, <laughs> really, really.
0: Side <laughs> effects.
3: But, um, <laughs> another thing too is to get outside because I will yeah. say, like, you know, MK's lived in Hong Kong and you have like 500 square foot apartments. Just remember that people have gone through this and much, um, much Parker. less comfortable uh, yeah. circumstances so i mean we had a place in hong kong with uh, seven of us living together and it's 1200 square foot wow. and you know the We didn't. We didn't do the quarantine there. We did. We were there for the protests, and we kind of stayed in, also because I was also pregnant. But side of of all that aside, that's a big place, and so most people do not have access to outdoor spaces that are not public parks, where they can't, where they're not going to be around. You know, tons and tons of people. Um, You might have a balcony if you're lucky, but it's going to probably have you know, your laundry hanging outside because you don't have room for a dryer, you know? So like, um, try to reach out to some friends that have had these experiences so you can help to get some perspective. Um, You have a backyard. It is like an oasis. You know, I have a friend that has a a yard, a village house and a yard in Hong Kong. And it's like, man, she's just like so lucky. People go go to her house and you're like, wow, you know, it's really, it's really like that those. So they do have public parks and things, but like I said, you're just exposed to so many people there. And so they did try to close a lot of that down uh, to keep from this, sorry, this motorcycles. Uh, but do, do go outside, spend, spend time outside in your yard. Please don't have, you know, tons and tons of kids over to your house. Yeah, And remember that, you know, you don't need to do a free for all necessarily and, and just take it you know, too far, but um do utilize the outdoors. I mean I'm I'm glad we're here right now. Um I'm trying to just
1: enjoy it as much as possible before we don't have a yard anymore. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Oh, so next question. I work outside of the home and rarely cook lunch or anything more than, more than quick breakfasts. My community schools are closed for the foreseeable future. What suggestions do you have for easy breakfasts and lunches to make, to keep both kids and adults well fed and happy?
0: So I would say stock up on the favorites that the family has like think about either three meals that you want to rotate or three things or so that you want to adapt like with a simple beef if your favorite starch of the family is right like like mk's uh, plan B meals. So you want to think about simple, adaptable, maybe one dish meals, if that's something that you like. So you have to balance out what are you going to enjoy eating and what do you think you're going to have the energy to prepare. Um, and don't worry so much about it having to be like super, super healthy because what does that even mean? So yeah. just try and round it out. Think about the way the USDA has my plate out there. You know, you want half of your plate to be fruits and vegetables. If you've purchased some frozen fruit, you know, you could be doing smoothies. Your kids might like a little smoothie with their dinner and then the fruits taken care of. And a smoothie to me is like half a banana, like half a cup of frozen blueberries and some almond milk. And I only say that because I'm lactose intolerant. Milk would be great. It would probably be creamier and taste better. But that would be so fast and easy for you to do. And so you've got your fruit and your dairy taken care of, assuming that you guys like dairy in your house. And then all you have to do is throw some steamed vegetables on the plate that you microwaved or that you steamed on the stove, whatever you feel like. Just don't, don't hurt yourself while you're doing this. Like this is not the time to get overly ambitious because we're already under so much stress. So you want to go as easy as possible and you can get all your food groups on that plate without putting a ton of time in. So if you get something that cooks quickly, like chicken cooks surprisingly quickly, um, I still want you to get the internal temperature above 165, assuming that you have a meat thermometer. I really hope you do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so many proteins, if you cut them thinly, it's not going to take you more than 30 minutes to get. A meal handle that has a lot of variety as far as food groups go. So one of my favorite things is to um, make my rice in a rice cooker, which literally when the machine can tell that the weight has changed, it shuts off. So all you have to do in there is put two to one. So you put um, one cup of rice and two cups of water, right? And that's all you have to do. It's cooking and then you can work on defrosting your veggies, putting a sauce on them, if you want a sauce, and doing your protein. If you're me, it's chickpeas because I'm obsessed. Um, if you're a normal person, it's probably going to be a variety of proteins. And that doesn't really take much time. And frozen stir fry vegetables, they're extremely inexpensive. And a lot of the things that are off the shelves right now, the veggies are still sitting there by and large, the frozen one that I saw. And think about sauces, like that's something that's so simple that totally mm-hmm. changes your experience of a dish. So you don't have to do something completely new. Um, even with your leftovers, let's say you have a lot of leftovers from your veggie stir fry, add another meat to it. So if you did, uh, like I had jambalaya yesterday, but I didn't add any shrimp. So when I revisit that, I'm not going to, my husband's such a baby about leftovers i usually will just add something to it and act like i just did it and then he eats it but if you tell him it's leftovers he doesn't want it i live with a child an adult child yeah.
1: <laughs> I, so you, it doesn't have to be hard like I and i love that old spicy oh my god i'm like D- that's not mayonnaise isn't a spice if you don't like it i understand but like don't tell me that it has mayonnaise and it's too spicy I, that's that's not a sentence
0: yeah oh, oh my goodness I, I don't know how some people eat, but you know, some people descend from people who only ever use salt and pepper in their cooking. And they think that's all of, that's all of the spices. So I guess they come by naturally. I, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know. These are the people who eat half pears, a pear salad with the dollop of mayo and the cherry. So, you know, and the melted cheddar cheese on top. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 So you should have the foods that you like. At least try and have a few favorites there for yourself. And hopefully everybody will share their super easy dishes or whatever their favorite plan B dishes are. So you might see something that looks super easy that people like. I ask people habitually, like, what's your favorite easy, easy dish? And I usually say easy about half a dozen times. And you'll get a lot of good recipes from people. Even people who love to cook, ask them, like, what's the simplest thing that turns out great every time that you feel like it's a showstopper and
1: just start collecting them. What's yours? Boston Market. Oh, yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It's a shame because all our restaurants have been shut down today. It literally happened like a couple of hours, restaurants and bars and things, but I'm sure you can still order.
1: I'm sure you can. They'll probably pick it up mm
2: mm-hmm. yes.
0: yeah well i'm surprised i ordered a couple of things from walmart yesterday because i made the mistake of physically going to walmart and i won't be doing that again i've got my 14 days worth of food as instructed because my like husband is gonna be off why did you go to walmart Ay, ay, ay. You know, I, I'm in the country and I was going from, I told you I had these stress induced nosebleeds. So I'm not judging uh, people when I say we got to okay. bring the stress down enough. Yes. So I yeah, had yeah. my deviated septum corrected. So it was partially that, but I really feel like when I sprung a leak, <laughs> it was just like nosebleed after nosebleed. Uh, it was my body wanting to get out of that staff meeting number one. And then also just wanting to get away from the stress of like trying to feed 20,000 students, but not being able to use the 40 schools we usually have open. So anyway, but so I was in the boonies going from the boonies to another place in the boonies to get to my doctor's appointment. And Walmart is all there was and Dollar Generals. And the Dollar General parking lots I could see were unusually swamped because usually there's like three cars at the dollar general right but they were full so i said i'm not even going to do that because they usually have one cashier and that's it yeah so yeah anyway so walmart.com was still delivering some things my granola is on back order i i I guess i will be eating something aside from granola but you don't necessarily have to go to the store at this point you may still be able to have something delivered to you but then like allison told us be aware that the virus can live on some surfaces so, just before you make your food, during making your food, and after, wash your hands.
1: Every time we speak, you say something I totally don't expect. My granola's on back order. Is like <laughs> now number one. You name of this podcast. <laughs> oh my god! And a t-shirt, free Dahlia. <laughs> granolas on back Oh my god! I was
0: so sad about it. I love granola so much.
1: I'm not trying to shame you. I'm just saying right now, if you're worried about your first world problems and feel a little bit awkward and feel a little bit drained. a a school nutrition dietitian, uh, African Caribbean lady living down in Georgia right now, her granola's on back order. Hey. It's called permission and validation, all of (laughs) one.
0: I love when you put things in perspective. I Did I even answer the question? I think I did. I, I need. To, I will do some um, live streams or some Insta stories of my
1: examples. I I, I will follow through on that. Good, good. Because I'm going to be on you about it. Okay. And the third question, I think you did answer. And if you didn't, I don't care. Everything you say is amazing. Should I start taking any supplements to help my body stay healthy? I heard turmeric and vitamin C might help. Is that true?
0: Well, so turmeric will help with, or turmeric will help. That's just how I say it. I wasn't trying to correct you. Um, will you correct it will help with inflammation. Okay. I need it. I, honestly, it's probably one of those words you can say either way, but I was just being influenced by your pronunciation. I'm like, I never say it like that. Anyway, so it's good for inflammation, but I don't think that it's proven to do anything for your immune system, but it certainly wouldn't hurt anything. And then like Allison was explaining the vitamin C, you know, if you take too much, you'll have expensive urine. So yes, those, that won't hurt anything, but still, as far as a line of defense goes, your best line of defense
1: is um, really washing your hands. I know I'm like a broken record with this, but yeah not at all. And I mean, any, the thing is like so people with OCD already know they're washing their hands enough. It's when we say, wash your hands more, just making sure we're not talking. If you have a uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, if you have those tendencies of washing your hands is something you're already concerned about doing too frequently, we are not talking to you. We're talking to everybody right. else who doesn't think about this ever. And who's like, washes their hands the way My four-year-old does. And like, that's not, that exactly. those, those are jazz fingers, sweetie. That's not even quite spirit fingers. I, I don't know what that was, but that's not washing. That's not drying. That's not clean. That's like germs don't fall off. You cannot shake it off your hands. Right.
0: You. Most people really, they really don't wash their hands. I'm sure people with OCD think that sounds bananas, but they don't. They rinse their hands and yep. that is
1: not the same. Not the same. Not at all. Woo! Moving to mental health. Jimmy, are you ready? Let's go. Man, I know you're always ready. You shower. Yeah. Amazing. But well, there's that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's a big deal, man. We feel like like that is a weekly win right there. Whew. There are I mean, not for you, I mean it is for me, man. I haven't showered in, like four days. I do it before the broadcast and then I'm like, yay me, I'm gonna look real pretty for as long as I'm I, I need smell to. Smell good it. online. <laughs> yes. The hair so that I right. cared for is <laughs> right here, and y'all get to see it everyone. Yes. <laughs> There are so many challenges, so many changes and I'm not sure where to begin processing my next steps. I feel paralyzed. How do I begin to move forward?
2: Oh, first of all, let us um acknowledge the fact that there are a lot of moving parts right now. Every day or every other hour is a new news, um new updates about what is going on. So I just want to acknowledge and normalize that sense of just being anxious and worried and not knowing what's going to come. And we're going to be in this for for a little bit, you know. It, it, right now, I think we just need to, like I said earlier, control what is within your control. Limit your access to news, you know. I know you want to know what the new development is every five minutes, but it's not going to do you good. You will find out at the end of the day. Maybe find time to say, okay, once a day, I will check the news, or once every two days, I'll check the news, limit your use of social media, or if you're going to use social media, you use it to connect with friends, use your WhatsApps and your text messages and your FaceTime to make calls to friends and, and see them um on video and really connect with them. Outside of that, just try to put things in perspective. I think, you know, I, I wish she was still here. Um, because, you know, Alison was amazing, you know, giving us her perspective of what it's like to be in China with all of this happening. I think Coach MK, you'll give us some perspective on what it was like when you were abroad as well when something like that happened several years, you know, ago. So really just having some perspective that This has happened in many other places. Right now, they're working on sort of getting under control. It will peak and then it will drop and we're all going to go back to our normal lives. It would take quite a few weeks for us to get there. But in the meantime, understand that the end is on its way (laughs) and and it may not feel like that with just the onslaught of information and news and and things that you're reading everywhere. So there is no way to say to you, don't worry, because... clear really
1: what you mean means is like the end of this crisis is on the way not the yes. end times
2: no no right. no 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 we went no that's a freak that yeah. no that's another freakout moment huh No, just the end of this crisis will come. And I think the purpose of, you know, the president talking about, you know, saying, you know, this is a national emergency so that all of these resources can go to different states, right? So that we can make decisions that will flatten the curve, right? So that, you know, that social distances is the social distancing is to flatten the curve. So the things that we're doing right now, are to protect us in the long run. And it's also to shorten the time that we're all going to be in this mess for a while. So just keeping things in perspective, I think is going to be helpful. Does it mean that you don't get nervous and you don't get anxious about, you know, what are you going to do with the children? What activities? Pick one thing at a time that you can focus on one thing at a time that you can control. So if you're thinking about all the work they have to do for school and what they're going to eat, Pick one thing. Which one do you really want to focus on? Do you want to focus on the food? Okay, if you want to focus on the food, you want to focus on making just one meal and then let people like have breakfast for dinner, cereal, like this is time to be really, um not so um be focused on how things should be, like they have to eat this amount of fruits and they have to eat this amount of vegetables. It's okay right now if what you have for dinner is ice cream, like try to figure that out. Like pick your battles. Don't you know, approach every single thing as something that you must get perfectly because we're all going to mess it up at some point. We're all not going to get it right. And just give it a little grace, have a little flexibility.
1: Yay. All right. Well, you handle that well. See, I how, see how take this one. I generally function best when my time is structured and my schedule is busy. I see a lot of unstructured downtime on my hands as I prepare to be home with my children. How do I manage the unstructured time and increase an anxiety that I know it will bring?
2: You know, I said earlier, sometimes the universe has interesting ways of making us learn certain lessons. This is the time I'm I'm a big fan of structure. I'm going to build some kind of structure into my children's week. I'm not going to go overboard. They're not going to feel like they're in school. (laughs) I'm not going to do any of that, but I'm going to make sure they get some work done. I'm going to make sure like they have fun. I'm going to make sure we eat popcorn and watch some movies. So yes, have some structure, but this is also time because of the unpredictability, because of the fact that things are constantly shifting and moving. You need more flexibility in this moment than you do rigidity. And so there's a difference between having structure and being rigid, right? So you can have structure, but also be able to move things around if possible. So this is a time maybe for you to practice just let, you know, letting things flow a little bit, relaxing. Structure takes time. Structure takes time to, to put together. And so maybe this is an opportunity for you to give yourself a gift of time, a gift of time for your brain to relax. I don't know if the person that is asking the question is a man or a woman. And I don't know if the person that is asking is the one that carries a lot of the mental and emotional load of their family in their minds. But if you are, and you are very much a structured person, that also means that mentally your brain bandwidth is always spent. And so you can also use this opportunity really to reduce that brain load that you have, right? And give yourself a break and, and feel in your body what that feels like to not always be on. Because it will probably also help your anxiety. Your anxiety is going to go up a little bit, but then it's going to come down. Sometimes we need to expose ourselves to um, different situations. And I, I try to help my client sort of, you know, we're doing some mindfulness work, getting a feeling of what, what it feels like to be stressed in your body and what it feels like to not feel so much stress. What does ease feel like when you're breathing? Where do you feel it? Scan your body from head to toe. Where are you noticing the stress? Can you breathe into the stress? This is the opportunity for you to have to really practice some mindfulness. When your mind wants to run amok, which it will try to do because you're human and it's trying to protect you, just remind yourself in this moment, what what is going on here? What is true? What is real? The only thing that is real right now is your breath. That's the only thing you probably have access to because of what your prefrontal <laughs> cortex is doing. So take the opportunity to just breathe. When you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, just remind yourself to breathe. I have a, my iPhone and I love uh, my iWatch. I love that it, it several times a day would remind me to breathe, which is crazy because there are times I look at them like, I don't have time to breathe right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got to dismiss this. And it's like, oh. uh, <laughs> you know, yes. So it, it, it's it's just that reminder to breathe is amazing because when I do it, I can literally see my, my, my heart rate go down it really does have a physiological mm-hmm. and mental and physiological impact on your body. And also is right. good for your mental health. So that's what I would say around that be structured, but don't be rigid. Yeah. Let it. And everybody,
0: the, another thing when you're trying to work like your um, two week thing out, make sure you get all your prescriptions. Yes. So I had, started to back off of my, with my physician's guidance, I'm not one of those crazies that, one of those people, I take that back, who don't take their medication, who take themselves off of their medication. But we were working on lowering my anti-anxiety
1: medication. And once all this happened, we were like, you know what? This is not the time. This not is not time. the time. <laughs> I upped mine last week, and we don't expect yeah. to be on Lexapro for long. She she's been like, I think this is going to be a short time. Uh, and long term versus short term, uh, when it comes to these drugs, is six months. She's like, I don't think this is going to be a six month thing. But we, after a conversation last week, we decided to up it uh, for the foreseeable future for the next two or three months. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? I'm like, it so- can't hurt. That it's yeah. the, and I, I gotta say this is one of the one of the things I love about it so much you don't feel free to speak to yours but you don't obviously don't feel pressure to Dahlia. I started taking Lexpro I was originally when I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was 12 I was almost 30 years ago y'all they did not have a lot of the drugs here on the market now because you know we also didn't have electricity or running water it was it was, <laughs> really, hard. It was really hard World War II was happening it was crazy <laughs> so, I'm excited. um we know the thought was for that it presented a lot of anxiety. Paxil was what they gave to children. And it made my brain flat. Mm -hmm. I know it worked for Brick Shields, Down Came the Rain. She's talked about that in her book. Paxil did not, I did not like it. I would not take it regularly. It was sort of like, I couldn't feel anything and I couldn't stand it. Now, if you have a, so when Lexapro was suggested to me, I was like, I need to understand that this is not going to be like my last, my last experience. It's a different class of drug. It does things completely differently. I literally feel supported. The anxiety is still there, but it has, it's separate from my emotions and my ability to react. If that mm. makes any sense, it really yeah. does feel like a, like a, like a hug as opposed to a flat line. So yeah. Yeah. And it's tricky because people have such different responses.
0: So I'm a Lexapro too. And before like physicians in the past had, they just kept insisting that I was depressed. And I'm like, I don't feel any better on these antidepressants. And it was always anxiety. I don't know why they kept hearing Mm -hmm. depression uh, because that's never what it was. And I've responded so well to Lexapro, but I will also say that now that I'm on that, I can finally start looking at meditation and other things that help bring down my anxiety. But it was like, I was so so messed up with anxiety, I could not be mindful. That was like yes. so far away from what I was capable of. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping and what my physician and I were hoping was that we were going to start using some of these other tools more because I'm in a place where I feel like I'm finally able to access them. But then this happened and we were like, yeah, we're going to put a pin in that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do that later. I feel <laughs> you. I there is. I mean,
2: I love that you ladies are talking about this because there is a, definitely a place for medication, and sometimes when the anxiety is so much, therapy is not as effective. And so, really getting the medication in and helping physiologically to bring the clients down allows their brain to be able to do all that work. So, I really commend you for for talking about that. And if you are thinking about it, if you notice that the anxiety is so much and it's impacting your life and is really impeding your functionality you can reach out to your doctor. There's a lot of teletherapy going on right now that you don't have to go inside the office and they'll yeah. probably see you. So you maybe want to reach out to your doctor and say, hey, is there a way for me to be seen online? Um, they can get all that stuff, send it to your pharmacy and then you can go get it or you can do the mail-in order. So those are things that that, that you should think about. All right, and next question.
1: Is a, I, I think of it as in the, the light category of F- SSRIs, meaning your general practitioner can prescribe right. it oh, and yeah, they can... Fair. Prescribe a couple months in advance. Like you don't have to see. I I take Adderall, which is another psychiatric medication, and for that one, I am required to see somebody, and they cannot order in advance, um, which makes extended travel really tricky. But all all that all that aside, it is what it is. But this is one that, if I did not realize how out of control my anxiety was, and the way the way anxiety kind of works, I was pressed for a really long time. And the way, like, it was just a really rough two years. Like that was real. It wasn't like when we talk about depression, we tend to talk about it devoid of the reality of what's going on. My body wasn't functioning. I had a lot of th- I had a lot of stress with my children. I had a lot mm-hmm. of. It was a stressful time in a stressful situation, and so I never thought of it as the depression as a separate thing. The anxiety that that induced as I tried to get back to a, a normal place of functioning in my body once more to be. The But like you said, this is one of those that it's
0: not like under lock and key because people don't take it for fun. Like if you need it, it will be effective. If you don't, like who cares about Lexapro? Now Adderall, people do
1: take it for fun and that's why it's under under lock and key. Don't get me started on those people. Like- It was a wonder drug. It changed my life. I've got a whole series on YouTube. I've spoken at length about uh, how to adult with ADHD and what the world expects of you and what non-neuronormative and highly functioning can look like. Adderall helps keep me there. And I don't understand why people take it for fun. I really don't. The rest of the questions from here are fitness type of stuff that do intersect a little bit with some nutrition and some. So if you ladies want to stay, feel free. But if you want to run away, it's it's an opportunity to do that.
0: I'm going to run away only so that I can start ruminating about tomorrow. No, just kidding. So that I can just start getting ready <laughs> ready for tomorrow.
1: No. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything. As always, you are amazing. You're the wind beneath my wings. And you know, even if they're hot wings that came from Boston Market, I could not possibly love you guys more.
0: Love you too. We'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
1: I'll see you in the Facebook groups. Thank you, Melissa, for being here. I miss you. And I hope I do get to see you at Three Days of the Fair. I love you, Melissa. I love all of you. Thank you, Allison. Thank you to the big guns. I'll see you again, ladies, all this week.